Well, Graham, how are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? Good, thanks. This is a, such a special episode of yes. tonight's podcast. It's yeah. our first, uh, first non-game episode, right. really. Yeah, which is which is crazy. I mean, it's um, still loosely connected to video games. But yeah, it's, you know, it's a little bit different. I, w- I would I would say it's pretty connected to video games, not necessarily yeah, it's, loosely. Yeah, it's it's at least not in the game medium. Correct. Yeah. So, okay. um, so this week, Graham and I we left our basements, we emerged into the real world, and we went to the cinema together. Yes. Um. We went to see Detective Pikachu, um, the film the based movie. on the game. The movie. Correct. Thank you. Um, on its opening weekend. And um, we decided to give it a little bit of a discussion um, because video game movies um, in general, I find are pretty hot topics. Yeah. Normally for the wrong reasons. So we're going to give our opinions on this film. Uh, because we were both really excited about it. Yeah. And it's been many, many years in the making when you look at kind of Pokemon as a franchise. So, um, yeah, Graham, um, what were your thoughts on Detective Pikachu? I thought it was pretty decent. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, one second. Obviously, spoilers. Go ahead, Graham. <laughs> yeah, there are going to be discussions of the... The plot of the movie. And also jokes and things as well. So if you plan on seeing this movie at all and you want to preserve the experience, don't listen until you've seen it. Speaking of jokes, I I did prepare one joke for today. You didn't. I didn't even ask you. Oh my, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So um, you've heard of the Pikachu detective, but have you heard about the carrot detective? He gets to the root of every case. Did you make that up yourself? No, I found it online. Okay. <laughs> he gets to the root of every case. Why carrot? Because it's a root vegetable. Oh. <laughs> I mean, okay. it could have been, like, I guess, Any... like a turnip. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, like a turnip might have been better. It's more well recognizable as a root vegetable. I don't know. Either way... Um, so yeah, no, I thought the movie was, it was pretty decent. Um, it wasn't perfect, Mm -hmm. but, uh, like I felt like the plot was easily the weakest part of it, but actually getting to see like the Pokemon on screen and how they like interpreted all these Pokemon, they did a really good job of it. So yeah 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 i think like i think it'll be interesting seeing how we discuss a film and comparison to like a game right because while there are many things that are between both like obviously with no gameplay with no interaction the other elements of what makes a film a film really matter yeah so like a bad plot can really ruin a movie that isn't even shot well or looks nice but um i i didn't think the plot was too bad like i thought for like a kid's film which is not really a kid's film true they they really try to balance it out um 
I almost think they were kind of testing the waters of what they could do. Because um, there's like, I mean, I think it's rated PG, but there's like swearing and maybe more adult theme jokes than well, you would um, expect. Well, like the main character is basically a 21-year-old who has no direction in life. Yeah, I was really surprised by by that. I was expecting it to be a bit more like he's a little younger like more more towards the game and the game i think he's like late teens like 17 18 yeah but in this movie he's like he's got a job um he's an insurance salesman or insurance appraiser which i thought was pretty funny like yeah i love the the, my best part in in the movie i was thinking about like what would that life be like of an insurance appraiser in a world with pokemon and I was like, that would be tough. Like, I would never even considered that <laughs> before in my in thinking of Pokemon ever. Like, oh yeah, insurance is a thing in the Pokemon world. Yeah. So, um, I I think I'm gonna start with the highlights. And to me, I have to give like a really big two thumbs up to like the props department and oh my goodness. the set directors and just all that they did to make the world feel like it was a Pokemon world. They absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it was great. It, it was really, really well done. Um, like, And that's not something I think about a lot. Like, oh, this set piece looks nice. But like his childhood room, the streets of Rhyme City and like all the neon lights and lots of nods and... Um, and Pokemon that obviously you, you don't get to see in in the film like represented in artwork or like in a, like a, there's a hoot hoot in a neon sign or not a hoot hoot a nocturne knock, knock owl, excuse me but and then you see like Lugia and, and, and Rayquaza as like banners and stuff like that Um, it was really really neat and it felt really really believable like that's what a kid's room would look like in a room yeah. with um, Pokemon. So um, they made a couple of changes from like the setting of this game, this film to compared to the game, which may makes perfect sense. The big thing I found was that they really emphasized that rhyme city was a place where um, there was no need for a Pokeball. Yeah. Right. Pokemon and men live together and it, that made sense for the plot. And I also just, I like that that fact because, I don't know about you, Graham, but I found the Pokeball in the opening scene to look a little goofy. Yeah, it's almost, it almost doesn't belong. Yeah. <laughs> in a real world setting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you only get to see it once and then that's like, it. you never see a Pokeball again. So, um, yeah, aside from the props department, the Pokemon, I would say... Like ninety five percent looked amazing, um, yeah. looked great. Um, I think the only one, the only design I didn't like was Totodile. I don't know if you caught that, Graham. Um, I don't really remember. It's right that one. It was right in the opening scene. They just show like a still image of some Totodile, and they looked really weird. But oh, okay. But other than that, they all, I think they all looked really well, well done. Um, I love just seeing them work in the city. Yeah. Um, a champ. Shout out to Machamp. Directing traffic. I loved it. He had, I, I, it was just, it was really good. Um, one of my uh, highlights. Yeah. yeah. So Machamp still loves his job. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, and yeah, no, there's like things like there were loundred in the one scene where it was like a underground fighting ring that was kind of like a club, mm-hmm. and they were blasting out EDM. Um, yeah, no, they they used the Pokemon in really creative ways. Um, yeah, and they they really felt like they belonged in the world, like the Apom that were outside his apartment and. Like the Pokemon just kind of running through the streets. And even like there's the one scene near the end where there's all the Pokemon and their trainers or like their their partners. And um, you you saw like they all had Pokemon partners and it just it felt kind of normal. Absolutely. Like uh, they all never really felt like there was a Pokemon out of place. No. And, and I, I like... It's so like the establishing shots, it's a lot to take in. Like there's like dozens of Pokemon on the screen at one time. But like as the film progresses, they they do keep on putting in Pokemon like kind of just in the background. That's a bit more subtle. Like at, at, when they go to the warehouse, um, like there's a Rattata in the shadows and you see him like climb across like a storage bin. And I thought that was really neat where it's like they're still hmm. putting in pokemon when ne- when they don't really necessarily need to but they're not like giving it the full attention either so um, yeah yeah it was really really impressive uh the way it was done um so kudos to the special effects team that that did it and also just the the care of understanding the pokemon world as it were and like like Pikachu at one point says like, "Oh, mother of Arceus," oh, right? Yeah. Which is really funny. But if you don't, if you don't know who Arceus is, right, that wouldn't make any sense. So lots of little things like that, and and behaviors and attitudes of Pokemon. Um, you can tell it was really crafted by a really a, a team that um, that cared and and, and understood um, like each Pokemon that was designed. Yeah. Yeah, and like, especially like I don't know, like shifting a little bit, but Detective Pikachu, like Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu, was easily the highlight of the film for me. Yeah, he does a like, he does aside a really from job. all the other Pokemon. Absolutely. Well, like, like Ryan Reynolds, I would say, um, elevates the movie. I don't know that he would be like necessarily the perfect choice for the character, but I think he makes the movie better because of the i would say the failings of the other actors perhaps um but i like he he does does a very good job like almost every funny moment comes from pikachu saying something like completely ridiculous like at one point pikachu picks up a knife (laughs) oh yeah that's like one of the first scenes too (laughs) that first scene when the apom are chasing them like he he just everything he says is hilarious like he's yeah. like, I'm gonna go for help. He's like, oh, they're killing him. They're they're killing him. It's just some like it's such a ridiculous thing for a Pikachu to to say. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad they got the uh, Pikachu voice actress in a little bit as well. Yeah. No, that was cool. Because that was the only Pokemon they did that with. Yeah. That would be one of I my think... complaints, but. Well, Psyduck. Psyduck went like Psyduck, Psyduck. Well, no, so like he did do that, but like that's not the. 
Oh, it's not the original. That's not the voice actor I know, right? And so, and, and oh, okay. not that that would really bother me. Like, Sodic was fine, but some Pokemon that I would say had, like, a more masculine voice were given more feminine voice, like Bulbasaur. Like, to me, Bulbasaur is a very, like, gravelly kind of... Okay. Like, teeny voice, like, teenage angst-type voice, and there was kind of more just, like, chirping, which is fine, but it kind of took me out of it for a second. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I guess, did you watch the show a lot when you were growing up? Uh, I did, like, up until, like, like third gen. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, like I think Trico had a really high-pitched voice, too, which I never would associate with Trico. Um, but then there were some that were really good, like Psyduck, I felt, was fine. Um, even though that wasn't quite, like, the caliber of um, the show, or the, the type of the show. Like, to me in the show like it's just the the voice right and there's not a lot of inflection a lot and this film like snubble and psyduck like when they said their names there was like emotion or inflection behind it that fit the scene so like okay psyduck when he got more stressed out he was saying psyduck differently than in the show he would just repeat the name the same name kind of over and over again right and this in this instance it's you know a touch different so Okay. That's neat. I wouldn't have picked up on that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's particularly for Snubble, which, you know, I thought that was interesting. How, like, Snubble was just kind of, like, angry at everybody. But then, like, uh, the detective guy, like, scratched it, its face. And then I got really happy for a second. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So, overall, like, the... the the movie the follows kind of the same plot of the game, um, yeah, a little bit. Um, how, do you want to talk about the plot and how it, I guess, compares? Or sure, like I guess I had one thing of interest is like we both played the game, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like we we see the movie through the lens of we we know the plot from the game. Um, so I feel like I was able to like. I could point out like, oh, that that's a section from this part of the game, or this is how like this was covered during the game. Um, I feel like they almost tried to adhere too closely to the plot of the game. I I will agree with you there. I was not expecting R to be a part of it at all, actually. No. Um. So not that it was a problem, I suppose, but. Um, it it was interesting what they did take from the game and what they didn't take from the game. Like yeah. aside from Tim Pikachu and Roger Clifford, no other characters from the game exist in the in the film. They're all uh, well. There's there's also like the Ludicolo and oh, so there's Ludicolo. That's correct. Um, and the the police chief is different. Well, in the in, yeah, they're, they're they're like they're not exact. Um, what's the word? The, uh, transfers. Yeah, they're not exact like exact representations. They're like that character, but a little different. Like Lucy is really a combination of like, I think there was like the reporter camp, uh, reporter person, like the filmmaker person, but it's just yeah. it's just Lucy, which is fine. Um, and she's a little bit younger. They they clarify her age a bit better, <laughs> which was good. Um. Then, like, instead of your dad working for a detective agency in the game, and they're being ahead of the detective agency, there's now he works for the police department, 
and it's the chief. Oh yeah. Right. Um, which is I thought was um, I think that made more sense to me rather but, than a, like a PI. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. So like, I guess the thing that I found about the plot, especially having played the game first was that it really jumped around um and like it felt like a lot of scenes were there because they wanted the scene to be there and not because it followed a logical progression Hmm. um like the mr mime scene in the warehouse um it kind of felt like okay well the game they go to the warehouse and they find the stuff but um like there wasn't any there wasn't really any thing at the warehouse other than the Mr. Mime. Which they just happened to stumble upon, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of this stuff kind of like they went to a place but they didn't really know where they were going, like why they were going to a place. I guess that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, that's totally fair. I I do wish they had spent more time with like Tim and Pikachu like getting to know each other. Like, Like Tim has obviously more backstory he's a bit more of like a tragic character in the film Mm -hmm. but they kind of kind of just gloss over a lot of it um like his mom dies when he turns 11 which like the reference to because there's a connection between his mom dying and him not wanting a pokemon partner because in the pokemon world when you turn 11 you get a pokemon partner but the day he was supposed to do that his mom went to the hospital and passed away so that's why he doesn't have a Pokemon partner and he doesn't want one. But they don't oh, okay. They don't really like I I barely caught that and they don't really hone in on that so much. No, I didn't really I didn't really catch that. Yeah. So huh. and then like Tim and his father have a really strained relationship cuz his dad was working so much and like dealing with the loss of his uh wife, so um like that that's probably a bit more um, played upon and and, and de- delved into then his relationship with his mother, but um, I I kind of wish there would have been more more um, character development between Tim and Pikachu um, than necessarily like oh let's go to the warehouse to find Mr Mime even though Mr Mime was a great scene having that maybe somewhere else would have been better yeah so even even like the underground club battle scene felt a little weird to me. Yeah, because it's like, oh, uh, battle me. Yeah, it, it didn't really <laughs> like it, it. Didn't make sense. And that character and actor was quite strange. Yeah, and then Tim like grabs him and shakes him, and it's like, give me the info. Yeah, it's it. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't sit right. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah, like I've got a few of these like nitpicks and like the the parade is just kind of there at the end. Um because that's how it ended in the game. Uh and it, I guess it makes sense cuz he's got all the people there so he can do the stuff. Yeah. But see this is where the plot diverges. I would say heavily and and where I don't yeah. like that it diverges. In the game, R is used to basically um give G G it was GCN in the film, but GNN in the game. The news network, like the the top story, and basically yeah. give them more ratings. And it's basically, 
if you want to go this way, is like an allegory for fake news, right? We're just, we're making this news up. Um, we're, you know, falsely producing this for our own betterment. In the game, or sorry, in the film, that's not there. Um, the plot or the bad guy's plan is to not only like... Basically, humans are evil, so we need to destroy them all. Well, I didn't feel like that was the idea. I felt like he was saying, we are better if we can inhabit Pokemon's body. Like, that's the next step in evolution. Yeah. Like, literally merging ourselves. And so, like, him becoming Mewtwo, spoiler, that's what happens. I thought, okay, that makes sense. Because, like, you, he's a humanoid figure, he's really powerful, like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Um, but then, like, making everybody else into Pokemon really didn't make any sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, no, the... I did appreciate Mewtwo being in the film more. Um, yes. Because it it really um, it tied up a few of the the loose ends from the game that I appreciated. Yes. Um. But yeah, the, I think that ha- the game being longer gave it more time to breathe, um, more time to kind of like get to know the characters. Um. Like even though the the plot was still not the most complex thing in the game it's still like there was a reason for the r and there was a reason for like all these things yeah which um the the movie kind of just tossed out there and then never really resolved yeah but then it resolved the big thing that the game didn't resolve which was my goodness which was you know what the deal was with mewtwo pikachu and harry um in the game it's left with no resolution whatsoever, um, and we belittled it for that in our review. And the film, yeah, much to our, I guess, suspicions, um, Mewtwo had merged Harry, the father, and Pikachu into one being. Um, okay. Right. No, sorry. I, I'm just I'm making the connection. Maybe they wanted to like empathize or not empathize, emphasize that. This was a possibility by having them merge with Pokemon, so that there can be the unveiling of like the reversal. Um. Well, yeah, but like Mewtwo. I, I guess the confusing thing to me was like Mewtwo literally says that like when they're in the river that he merged them, right? And then oh yeah, and then you know it's revealed. Oh, Mewtwo. Like the bad guy says, Mewtwo has the power to combine, right? So it wasn't. I mean, maybe to like the lay goer who hadn't played the game, it would have been a surprise. But to me, it it made perfect sense. Like it was no surprise at all. Yeah. And like they also never showed the dad before the the ending scene. So I'm like, I bet you Ryan Reynolds is gonna be this kid's dad. And at the end, Ryan Reynolds is Harry, um, the guy who plays yeah. Harry. Um, which is which is fine. I as much as I. I didn't like the ending of the game. Um, I do find like I, I, I almost think I like it better. Um, as far as like the Tim and Pikachu relationship goes, because they're still okay. they still have that relationship, right? Um, and this, you know, the Detective Pikachu was no longer exists. It's his dad. Yeah. So, which is you know a resolution to that, and in the movie in the film like. They kind of reconciled finally. 
which is a satisfying resolution. But then there's no Detective Pikachu anymore. So it's like you're yeah. you're you're losing one character for a character you don't know anything about, right? Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if they do a sequel, how they're gonna do that. Correct, because they're already working on developing a sequel according to the Wikipedia page. Which I mean, the money the movie's already made its money back, so it, they're gonna make a sequel, no doubt. Um, but having just said that, I am glad that they made this a standalone story. Because if they do make a, a sequel, I don't know that it'll be a Detective Pikachu sequel. A, because that character doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Right? Um, I can see them doing Could another... Could be like set in the same universe. Set in the same universe. Maybe even star Harry and Tim in Pikachu. But they got some okay. other sort of thing to solve out. Right? Because um, I think I think they'll probably want Ryan Reynolds to stick around. Um, but or they, Or they could just say, hey, this film was good people want to see it, we can do something else entirely different now that we want to do on our own. And I'm totally fine with that also. Um, but yeah. I'd so, I do appreciate that they made this one film with like no cliffhangers. Um, no, I don't think there's a post credit scene. Nothing building towards the future. It was just, here's the film. Where I think with like films yeah. like Sonic coming out later this year, we're going to get one of those scenes where it's like, hey, this shadow's coming in the sequel. Whoa! We'll see silver in the right. credit exactly. end credit scene or something. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about what's next. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to proceed from here. So, um, but that being said, I am kind of disappointed at the loss of the character of Detective Pikachu in the film. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, how they, how they, what they decide to do with it next. Yeah. So, and even with the game, I don't know if they're making a sequel to the game. I, I'm a, I would hope that they would, but I'm not, I'm not sure why they didn't resolve. Like that still boggles my mind. That's why that doesn't get resolved. But um, yeah, because it's it's so strange. Like they. They act right until the end as if they're going to resolve this plot and then they don't. And yeah. Pikachu literally like pulls a joke on Tim. I still like that joke, but it was like, like, cause that, I, in that moment I was like, oh, Pikachu's gone. Like I thought like, oh, so heroism Pikachu, Pikachu's gone now. Right. And I thought that was going to be really bittersweet and sad. But then the joke comes out. I'm like, that's pretty funny. He got me. But then, then the game just ends, right? Like, I was hoping maybe, oh, maybe yeah. Mewtwo would, like, release Harry and, you know, maybe he's holding Harry hostage type thing. I don't know. But, no, we're just going to go find your dad, kid. Mm -hmm. And then they leave it there, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, um, I mean, I think all in all, like, this, this film... It's not perfect, but it's it's a fun, enjoyable film, and they do very subtly and I would say classily pay homage to like the video games, and some of the artwork and some of yeah. the music. Um, there's a great scene um, when Pikachu's singing the theme song. Oh uh, yeah, 
to the original anime, but he's seeing it because he's sad. Um, and that was really neat. Uh, the ending credits were really cool. So, um, yeah, I just have to appreciate like th those types of things. Um, I would say really the only place this film falls flat for me, at least, is in some of the performances. Um, I think Lucy had some good scenes and some bad scenes. I found her first scene to be really, really poorly acted. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even the detective. Um, I didn't think his acting was all that great. And he's a good actor. But I, it just felt yeah. kind of off to me for some reason. But Yeah, no, there is... Yeah, I guess like that's the probably the... It's kind of like the overall thing is that like the movie like was really good in design, but then the the actual movie like plot aspect of it was a little bit lacking. Yeah. Oh, one great thing, but one really creepy thing. Ditto. Okay. I. I oh my goodness. I never like. So they set Ditto up so well in this film. What, it basically at the end they re they reveal like one of the characters is a ditto, but in human form. Yeah. Um. But like earlier in the film they established there's a ditto that transforms into like a set worker and he and he wheels the bad guy away because the guy's in a wheelchair. And I and when I saw that yeah. I'm like oh. I didn't really connect that ditto could turn into human, humans. I'm like that's kind of weird. And then you just never see ditto again. But later in the film, you realize, oh, uh, these but... people are, are are the Ditto. But then they have Ditto eyes. Yeah, and... <laughs> oh my goodness, that was creepy. That was really creepy. <laughs> um, and it's funny because, like, looking back, it's so obvious. Like, the woman who drove them to the bad guy's office was wearing, like, pink latex gloves. Yeah. And, like... Um, all of them are wearing that like slight smile that Ditto has. Yeah, and glasses, um, glasses. Yeah, but it's they they did it well, and I I didn't catch it until right near the end. Yeah, it was clever. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, no, it was. there was a lot of really cool things. Yeah, so um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um. Yeah, I don't know if like the next film will be more like about Pokemon battling because that was like they really restrain themselves in this one. I would say, um, as far as like battling goes, there's yeah. only really two battle scenes, um, and one of them is like ten seconds, not even probably. Um, so it was uh, it was pretty interesting for sure. Um, what would you what would you rate this film, Graham? Maybe not on our you could use our velvet scale if you wanted to, but how would you give this yeah. film a rating? I guess, like, when I was thinking about maybe like a six, six and a half out of ten okay. on the rating, like a standardized out of ten rating scale. Okay. Like, definitely still a thumbs up, like, go watch. But, um, like, it's nothing, like, I, I think I've expressed my kind of feelings on it. Okay. Like it's that, very good for what it is. That's about what's getting on Metacritic. I believe it's at like a sixty-three percent. Um, 
to me, I feel like that's a little low. And I'm not sure if that's just me personally. Like, I, I tend to rate films, I guess, maybe a bit higher than they deserve to be rated. Um, like, I think from, like... Well, more my issue is, like, I, I have difficulty. Sometimes I'll rate, thing on, rate something on an enjoyment scale and not necessarily on a quality scale. Okay. And so, like, a film can be, like, utter trash but really, really enjoyable to me. And so I'll rate it higher oh, yeah. than it is worth. So when you say, like, six and a half, I'm like, man, I would give, like, a really bad film a six and a half because I enjoy that film. But I would say I would give this game, like, or, sorry, this movie a solid seven and a half, a B. Maybe B plus. Okay. In in terms of both quality and um, enjoyment, um, definitely um, worth seeing in theaters. Definitely worth seeing. If I was gonna rate it on the velvet scale, uh, I'd give it a Teddy. I think. I think that would be fair. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's definitely still still worth a watch. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think. I think what sets it apart from most video game movies is that um, the the direction of the film clearly cares about the the source material. Um, yeah, it's not shoehorning it in. Right, absolutely. Um, like most films are, or 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 it's not like dropping it all entirely either. Like you think of like a I don't know like a Tomb Raider. Or something like that. A film like yeah. that where it's like it's got nothing to do with games at all. It's just the name brand. This, you know, it actually took... Yeah, and they didn't do it. Go ahead. Sorry. It uh, it didn't do anything like awkwardly gamey to try to... Like, <laughs> for that, like it didn't, um, it didn't like suddenly switch into a turn-based battle system. <laughs> Are you thinking of the Doom movie? I'm thinking of the Doom oh, movie. Oh, man. <laughs> uh yeah so yeah no no for sure it they uh they treated it with care and with respect and like i said like i just think the world building in itself in and of itself is testament to the fact that they cared about um the film that we're making and i'm not sure if that's because like the pokemon company was working with them on this because i i would assume the Pokemon company was um, pretty heavily involved. but I... From the little that I read, I think they gave them decent creative freedom. Hmm. I Yeah, I wonder what, what the relationship was. Because there's definitely like... Like I was thinking going in like, oh, we're going to see a lot of early gen Pokemon to kind of bring the nostalgia people in from like Pokemon mm-hmm. Go kind of thing. But uh, no, there was, I would say... a decently even spread across all generations of um of pokemon so i thought that was pretty cool yeah i'd say like at the very least gens like one to three and then greninja i i would say oh no but there's, but there's like, like there was like floette there's like and stuff yeah too. there was like klefkies there was pancham um true yeah. there was the bird guys i don't really know staravia i think so I yes, yeah, Staraptor and yeah, stuff. yeah, maybe like the newest gen, like gen, like what gen are we on? Gen seven, Sun and Moon. Yeah, I don't remember really seeing anything from from that, which would make to me make sense because this is because I believe they developed all the character models of the Pokemon like really early on in pre-production. 
So that would make sense yeah. to me. Like if a film is being produced 2016, 2017, those Pokemon aren't even out yet type thing. So. Yeah, and it's, it also does, like it fits the theme of, or like the, like environment of the game or the environment of the movie. Yeah. Because like Sun and Moon is very tropical. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I I'm I'm surprised it took this long to make this movie. Um but I'm glad that they finally got around to it. I'm finally I'm glad that Pokemon are can be done in live action. So Yeah. Um one thing that was pretty cool is that like they referenced that Mewtwo it's either the Mewtwo from the anime or the Mewtwo from the games. It's kind of unclear. But that the Mewtwo has existed in this world for some time. Like they make reference, oh, it escaped 20 years ago from the Kanto region, which places it yeah. around the same time as the video games, when the video games were released. So um, yeah, it, I, I hmm. was surprised that there was not more game related references or, or anime re- related references. Like I was expecting like maybe a Brock or a Misty cameo or like a red and blue cameo, like maybe a Professor Oak cameo, or even like Team Rocket. Team Rocket, none of that, nothing. So kudos to them for with with restraining themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was nice that they didn't just go for like the stock standard Pokemon. I think you mentioned it earlier with having it across multiple generations, but you saw like all sorts of different Pokemon that felt like they belonged in the place. Yeah, they definitely like, sorry, go ahead. No, like, like I'm thinking like the Apom and the Machamp, um, they, they, or like the Greninja assassins. It makes sense. Or Torterra. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just makes sense for the place that they were in. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing, right? Like they, they definitely didn't do like here are all the popular Pokemon. Right. Um, aside from like, I guess, Charmander and Squirtle, like they kind of get more more screen time than I would say mo- most of the other Pokemon did. But like, Apom, I would not say Apom is like a, a generalized, popular, recognizable Pokemon character. But they put him in there. Uh, or like any like uh, even Klefki, right? Things like that. Like, yeah. you would expect. Oh, where where's the Dragonite? No Dragonite in this movie. Uh, no other legendaries other than Mewtwo. Yeah, no, they did pretty good for restraining that. Yeah, too. and like Meryl, which was like the mascot of second gen, none of that. Um, I would say like they did a really good job of like giving it a diversified, yeah, split between like popular and maybe not so popular Pokemon to the general audience, which again yeah. shows me that they care about the game audience as well yeah so so yeah yeah all right yeah well thanks everybody for listening we have um one more episode to go before we we dive into our summer of nintendo uh season two if you will now bigger than better than ever um do we want to announce the lineup for that, Graham, or should we do that next episode? Or not at all? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, yeah, maybe we do it next episode. We've got some, we've got some pretty decent stuff 
coming down the pipe. We got, we got, I'm, I'm pretty excited. We got what, like nine ep- nine episodes this, of this summer? Yep, and we've got some co-op games. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got some games got from some... this the past 12 months and, and, and some games from yeah. the past 12 years. <laughs> yeah. So we're hitting almost every, I would say almost every big franchise. There are, I think, yeah. I think there's two that we're not hitting, um, which is which is too bad, but that I do want to get to. So, um, yeah, uh, Grant. Before we go, what are you playing these days? What other games have you been playing? So, um, I recently started Slay the Spire. Okay, Slay. Um, have you ever heard of it? I think I think so. It sounds vaguely familiar. It was pretty big a couple months back, um, and I finally got around to playing it and it's absolutely sucked me in awesome um it's a lot of fun it's like a mix of a it's like a card um deck building roguelike right okay yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. and so it's you've got all these different cards and it's got a great like synergy system so like you play this card and it lets you play this card and then you do tons of damage or like stack up ridiculous levels of like uh, vulnerability, like damage vulnerability, and so you can kill them in three hits mm. or something like that. Mm. It's a very good like edge of your seat, um, one more game kind nice. of game. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How about you? Um. Right now, um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of torn between. I'm I'm trying to go back to my PS3 and finish up some games that I need to finish up. So I've been playing Sonic Generations again. Um, okay. Which is, uh, it's it's a good game, but it can get really frustrating, and um, like sometimes the controls are a bit bit wonky. Um, I'm I I was doing time trials for some trophies, and like basically ha- for all the levels you have to beat them in a certain amount of time without dying, and so yeah. Um, if you die or if you are going to die really early on you can like as you're falling like start over right um and the the frustrating thing about that though is that it causes you a li- costs you a life to start over and so you have like five lives or whatever and once you run out of lives you kind of get like the end game screen like game over and so you just hit yes to restart yeah. and it took me i think it happened twice before i realized when you hit a game over screen and you and you hit yes to continue um if you complete the level after that, even if you don't die, the game still thinks you died. So I would complete oh, like really? a, I would complete like a five-minute level, and then get to the end with a perfect time and not have the perfect stage bonus, and have to do it all over again. So that was pretty frustrating. That's annoying. Yeah, that was pretty frustrating. But uh, <laughs> I've caught on to that now. So um, when I get to, when I got too frustrated with Sonic, I would switch over to my PS4 and I've been playing through uh, Skyrim again. So. Nice. Yeah. Good game. Very fun. So. Yeah. Never, never beat it. I, me either. <laughs> so I'm determined to do it this time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, other than that, um, I'm really, really wanting to get into Ace Attorney. Um, mm. it's, I don't know why I've never played it before, but it just, I've, I've been binging a lawyer show on Netflix. And so maybe that's why I'm like, oh, I want to get in the courtroom. Um, 
So I think that's probably something I'll get um, in a little bit um, when I've freed up some of my backlog. So looking forward. Yeah, fantastic series. Yeah. Have you played them all before? I've played most of them. Okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, one, two, three, Dual Destinies. I played the Professor Layton cross oh, yeah. Ace Attorney game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Man, there's so many series I've, I've missed because I haven't been a Nintendo boy from the beginning, so... There's mm. a lot of games out there, my friend. Lots to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it so much. Um... If you liked the episode, please do let us know. Um, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, leave a comment, suggestion for maybe after the summer of Nintendo. Um, we'd love suggestions. We do appreciate them. We do thank you for listening. Um, please tell your friends. It helps us to grow. Tell them that you can find us wherever they get their podcasts. We're on Spotify if you live that life. Um, yeah, so we do appreciate listening. And we will see you two weeks from now with our next episode that will be about a video game. We promise. Yes. Thank you very much for listening.